Well, uh, you know, it's a privilege for me to get up here. These folks that, that, uh, that teach and preach, right? Uh, I was so excited last week. I just floated out of here and... Uh, uh, because not, you know, the word was just good because it was real, you know, and it dealt with some things just like today. We're dealing with some real things around here, right? This, this things, it's not just the coronavirus. We're dealing with uh, uh, the lie of the world, uh, perpetrating fear, right? Right, and I, I've been in those lines at Costco and different places, but when I was going, I wasn't going because of, of the virus. I was going because I normally go. I needed some paper towels, so uh, that's what I do. It was time. I got plenty of food, you can see that. <laughs> right? So, so, so uh, we, when, when we hear these things that we're hearing and all this fear around, and I, I was saying to my wife, and I, I, I'm glad when I'm not here, my, me and my wife every day, just about every day, we sit down and we read the scripture and we share with each other. And, and, and we can tell if we forget to do that. Uh, sometimes, you know, schedules and stuff. And, and I, you know, one day I said, honey, we, we didn't do that. It just seems like your day is not really what, it's, what you want it to be when you're not starting out with some truth, Right? Uh, the Bible, again, says in the world you're going to have tribulation, right? And sometimes we have to be reminded of, of Psalms 23, right? Psalms 91. What God said, what did God say, right? Right, what did God say? I've talked to uh, uh, people in my family the last uh, uh, week or so, a bunch of them. And, you know, I was talking to uh, my sister as she she, was, she, she said somebody gave her Psalms 91, right? And then uh, she says, uh, yeah, but, you know, God is uh, doing this. You know, I think God is doing this to get people's attention. So, time out. You know, I really, I, I, I said, wait a minute, sis. It, it, my wife was listening to the conversation. She was a speaker, right? And so I said, wait a minute now, now. Because of what Ryan said last week, he says, God, yeah, God allows it, but he doesn't cause it. So I'm able to answer that. So you need to take heed to what you hear because therein is the answer to folks. So I said, no, that's an Old Testament scripture, first of all, okay? We're living under the new covenant, and, and Jeff said it today. We're living under the grace of God, right? What he did on the cross, that's what we're living under. Matter of fact, you know, he's not, he's, you know, God's not mad at you anymore, even when you mess up. Right. Absolutely. He's just mad. No, <laughs> God is not, he's not, he's not even, he's not even mad at the sinner because he paid the price. Now, if they don't understand that, if they're not benefiting from that, that's on them. And I love a John 10 10. We got to get stuff just. This is just basic stuff that we as believers have to understand. God means good for you. Right? You have to just, when stuff is going not like you want it to go, you have to understand that, that God means good for you. Right? 
It says, it, it talks about in, I think it's in Jeremiah, his thoughts towards you are for what? For what? Did he say his thoughts towards you are for the waiting for you to mess up so that he can jump on you? That's not what I read. It says his thoughts are good for you. You know, and it talks about how, you know, just think about this. Why would God, who created everything, think about me? Or you? You think, I, I don't have time for you. That, that ain't the God that we serve. He's thinking about your good. He's thinking about what's best for you. And he's waiting for you and us to believe him. Do you believe it? These are just basic, simple things that's going to keep us in these. The, the Bible does call about some, talk about some perilous times. We, we are in those times, right? But as I'm talking to my family, I talked to about three of my brothers and my sister. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Rob yesterday. You know Rob? You know Rob. Uh, I was talking to him. And, and Psalms 91 just kept coming up. Yeah, yeah. So see, that's what we do. But when I talk to Rob, right, I, we go away encouraged. It's just like I'm talking to, to Jeff, you know, or anybody in here, really. Right, that's why I'm coming to the gathering, because when I leave, I'm like, I'm better than I was when I came, right? Because the word of God, which is true, is being shared, right? I don't, I, I, I'm not fearful even if I got a little tinkling of doubt. I was shared with Jeff a little early, and we're going to get into the word here in a minute. Um, I, in, in my life, you know, I ministered to people, you know, and I've been ministered to. It's a two-way street, right? But, you know, we always have to listen to folks and, and, and their concerns, Right? Right? And, and this is the way I've seen it. This, we got this horizontal thing, this plane that's going on. Right? That's, that's it. We're here right now. This is what's going on on the horizontal. Right? But I need to, I need to be in tune with that vertical as well. Right? So if I got a horizontal and vertical, we got the cross. The, cro the vertical deals with the horizontal. You, that's that's pretty simple, yeah. right? So if I'm getting involved with a whole bunch of, you know, what ifs, I, I, I'm going to have a sermon on what if. How many what ifs that, that you've heard in the world, in the news, or wherever you're hearing it, that has a positive end to it? <laughs> really? Yeah, watch the news and watch how many times they say if. And it's always if. If this happens, oh, we just gonna everybody gonna die, and we're sitting there like, oh. I'm not saying you guys, cause y'all getting the truth, you ought to know better, you know. But you're getting the truth. We're telling each other the truth. We encourage. Anybody ever need encouraging in here in anything? Raise your hand and your feet because it's true, right? So it's nice and it's good to, where you can be in a place where you can go and share the truth in the middle of all of this stuff that's going on, right? Okay, so 
If you'll turn in your Bibles, I think he has it up there to, to uh, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Okay. Let me see, am I there? There we are. Now, it, 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 it starts out by saying, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Pretty, pretty simple. How many in here got a ministry? Oh, what you say, Candy? We see, see, you got to realize, he says, and we're going to go back to three in a minute, but you got a ministry. What's your ministry? Don't tell me. No, we got, we got specific things to do, right? Jeff, Ryan, they preach. They teach the gospel, Right? Right? There's some service ministries. We got a ministry. You got to know that you're not just like, oh, I'm not better than you or, or you know, or nothing like that. You're better than me. We all have something that God has given us. You got to realize that you have a ministry. So yesterday, uh, as I'm talking to my family, I'm ministering to them. I'm trying to help them come to some kind of peace and understanding about what's going on, right? And uh, 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 you got to decide when you come in the room, do you brighten it up or do you darken it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You have to decide. Do people want to see you coming or do they want to see you leave? I'm just, hey. Really, I mean, these, these are real things that we have to deal with. But if we understand that we have what we have, therefore seeing or being aware that we have a ministry, right? And it says, as we have received what? See, that's how you know you got a ministry because God did what? He had mercy on you. Right, you was messed up. Okay, I'm raising my hand. I was messed up, thought I had it going on, and didn't have nothing going on but death. He had mercy on me. That word mercy, compassion, right? And you'll see that in the rest. He had compassion on me. What he did was he provided what I needed by his mercy what? Through the cross as we preach here. That's what he provided. So you, you got to understand that. We have to understand that. And therefore, the results of that is when stuff starts happening like the coronavirus, it says we don't faint. We're not shaken up. Like, oh, you know, I, I, went, to, I went to Costco to get what I needed. I didn't go there because I was panicking. Right? And uh, really, I've talked to people, you know, you talk to people at a lot. A lot of people, the lady was saying, hey, you know what? I just come here regularly. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right? And I didn't know what was going on until I went. Right? But what am I doing now? I'm encouraging this person. This person's encouraging me. 
Right? What we, we, believe in, we believe that God's going to provide. We have already said it here. So we have to understand that we have a ministry. Now let's back up a little bit. We're going to look at, uh, uh, back up to uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 3. Okay, and I'm going to see which ones I'm going to cover here. Um, uh, basically, uh, if you read 3, that's going to help you, right? Because it really talks about the law and how that was taken care of in Christ, right? Now, the biggest problem that we had before we were believers, we needed something to take care of our sin. Do you understand? It really wasn't the law, was it? The law just kind of pointed out that we had an issue. It, you got to understand that's what it did. So Christ came, what? Places it says to fulfill the law, to abolish the law, right? Matter of fact, now it's in our heart. And we'll see that as we go on, that it is in your heart as far as the law goes, right? And I, I heard uh, something I, I heard this morning was, was uh, I had to clarify it in my mind. Okay, so look at verse 6 and, and 3. It says, we, remember we have a ministry, that's going to be the title, <laughs> we have a ministry, who also has made us able ministers. That able Ministers. You know what? I, 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 that, that made me thought about Wendell. Wendell will say, I don't normally, I wouldn't normally do this. And uh, I didn't want to say it then, but I'm going to say it now to Wendell. That was the Holy Spirit that enabled you to do what you did. And you blessed everybody in this room. You know, see, I, you know he said, I don't go, normally go through the house singing. You know what that was? That was the Holy Spirit put that song on his heart and then enabled him to share that with us, and we all blessed. Amen. So, so <laughs> he, said, he says, also has made us able ministers of the New Testament and not the letter. Very important. What's the New Testament? Somebody help me. What's the New Testament? The cross. Right? That's, that, was, that was the issue, is that Jesus would come and die on the cross. So that's what we should be talking about is, and we are, the cross. Right? No longer under the law. Because it was fulfilled in Christ. So that's what makes us able ministers. It says, not the letter. Yeah, I come down here to the gathering because I want to, not because I have to. <laughs> I remember when I decided I was going to, uh, this was going to be my commitment, and I came up to Jeff, and Jeff might remember. I said, Jeff, I said, uh, 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 he's laughing because Jeff told him. I said, Jeff, I said, now, I decided because I would decide between two ministries which one I was going to commit to, so the Holy Spirit lead me to commit to this one.
I asked him, I said, Jeff, uh, I, I want to I commit to this ministry. And, uh, you know, is there something I sign or something? <laughs> Jeff looked at me like, oh. Uh, what? No, I said to Jeff, too. I said to you. I said to both of you. I know I, I remember Jeff. I, maybe you were the second one I said to. I don't know. But, but he looked at me like, no, no, we, we don't have no law here. We don't have no, you know, if you feel like you want to be a part of the ministry. I remember that was, that was he said, just keep coming. Right? Not many churches you know that you've been involved with where you didn't have to sign the membership role, and then you, then you had to sign all of these declarations of, of what you was going to commit to. You're like, I'm going to come to church every Sunday, right, and Wednesday, or however many services, and when we're having something special, you got to be there. Jeff looked at me like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we like you too, you know. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what this is talking about here. It says not the letter, okay? It says for the letter does what? Why does it kill? Oh, there you go, Darby. You can't live by that law. You can't, it's not anything that you do is what Christ did. So you want to die? It said, the letter killeth. What does kill mean? No, no, you, okay. Uh, a kill could be the opposite of growing. Do you want to grow or do you want to die? We want to grow. Now, for us, it's in Christ. But the letter killeth. After, after a while, you'd be like, man, whew, I just can't do it. I can't do it to please it, uh, 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 whoever it is I'm trying to please, whoever I made the commitment to, right? I was talking to my brother, and he was talking about, he said, yeah, well, uh, whatever you say, you know, you got to do that. And I said, well, you know, it's a little different with us. Because if you commit something to me, and for what some real personal good reasons you can't do it, Right? What I'm going to do? Be mad at you? You know, if it was between me and your child, or me and, and, and somebody, some relative you had, and you had, they needed it, even though you committed it to me. Come on. See, that's what that's what it is when we do these things in our own power, right? God does not lie. I want to say that. Do you think God lies? Okay. Okay. God doesn't lie, right? So he, he actually gave us this law to show us that we needed him, right? Galatians, he, he, we needed him. He didn't need us, right? He didn't need us. He loved us. Let me do a little deeper. He loved us. He created us. So he could share his love with us. Can you imagine being just being loved? God is love, right? Everybody believe God is love. Well, it's hard to love if you don't have somebody to give that love or express that love. Wouldn't you think? 
Now, God is self-sufficient. It says in another place, he's all-sufficient. God, it says it in this, actually in this chapter, he's all-sufficient. But he wanted to express his love to you, to us. He wants good for you. So anyway, we're talking about ministry. It says, but if the ministration uh, of death was written and engraven in stones, what, what was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away with. See, that we couldn't look at, they couldn't look at Moses. They could, because they didn't understand, right? They didn't understand what was going on, right? Matter of fact, when Moses brought the law down, guess what they was doing? Party, come on. Party. That's what they was doing. Right? He was up there getting the law, and they, what was they doing? I don't know where Moses is. I think God killed him. So let's, let's uh, build a little uh, calf here, worship the calf. Maybe we can go back to Egypt because they got some links and what was that garlic and all the stuff that they like. How could they go back to there? That was probably the only thing that they could talk about. Woo. So they didn't understand. It says, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? You know, this thing about glorious. Man, the glory of God was, was just acting up in this place last week. I mean, it was just here. Once we got into the teachings and the sharing and, and the understanding that went forth, I'm telling you, that's what we need to hear. We need to see the glory of God acting out in those who teach the word. Right? If I'm not excited about who God is and what he's done, if I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be animated. You know, I, I can't be still. You can't be still when, when the power of God is working in you and through you. And it's not me, and we'll see that later on. It's not me. It's the power of God that works. Now, it says uh, in verse, let's go down here. It says, now shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glorious, much more doeth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Now, Darby shared with us, you know, in the communion. You got to get up in the morning. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's got to be a declaration. Why? Now, Betty and I, most mornings we take communion. So we just, re just remind, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for me so that I can be a righteous person. Does it feel good to be righteous? You ought to be excited about being righteous. Just, hey, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? Uh, you know, they go ask you. People ask me, you said, people stop asking me because they gave me the same answer all the time. I'm serious. People, you know, or, or they would do this, I'd say. They would say, what's going on with you today, Jesus? How you feeling today? Jesus is my Lord. 
And they say, yeah, yeah, but they don't really want to hear that. They want to hear that you're sick, that you're discouraged, that you're stressed out. Righteousness ought to be alive. When you're doing right, when God is working in you and through you, you ought to be alive. You ought to be like, you know, I shared this. Now, I'm a new Christian. New Christians are like, wow. Get around some new Christians. We're going to get some new Christians in here, right? Did you ever remember when you was a new Christian? It was like nothing. You were the, the spirit. Just everything was about Jesus. You didn't even hear no discouraging words or nothing. Or you didn't allow it to, to entertain those things. Like Ernie be teaching us. Say, don't, be, don't even entertain that negative thought that came to you or something that somebody said. Right? You just going... You like around smiling. <laughs> See, when I hear that song, Take Me Back When I First Believed, I look like, wow! That's what the time, right? That was the time when there was no distance between me and God. There was nothing in between, right? And then all of a sudden, people start putting stuff on you. All of a sudden, you start wondering. Is this what Christianity is about? I looked that up. Uh, uh, I think it was Wendell was sharing about, about uh, Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> I, I kind of read the story because when you put that out there, I kind of thought, oh, let me see what this was about. Mahatma Gandhi tried to go to a church, a Christian church, right? So he'd go up in the church, and they wouldn't allow him to come in. Right? And they said, why can't I come in? Well, first of all, you're not white, and you're not the, the what was the class? Uh, the high class caste. You wasn't part of, yeah, the caste system. You wasn't one of them, so you come. And so Mahatma going to come back and say, because uh, he had been reading about Jesus, and he was impressed about Jesus. I hope he, I don't know, I hope he received the Lord. He believed in the teachings of Jesus. That's what it said. Right? But he said, no, I, I can't be a Christian because of Christianity. What? Yeah. See, is that, come on. It's, it's true. I'm like, Wow. You know, and he was looking at all the different religions. He was a nonviolent man. Do you know he was a nonviolent? Jesus ain't violent like that. So he had a heart. I just, you know, we just, we, he either did or he didn't, but you'd like to think maybe before he died, because I think he died of starvation or something. He went on a fast and he never did come out of it. I think. Y'all check that out. But I thought that was, that was like, wait a minute. We, if we're believers, do, how do we act? Do people know you're a believer? Or are we just like, yeah, well, yeah, I believe it. But you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to do It's the other amazing thing, how we accept people who aren't believers and bring them into a Christian setting, and then we start putting restrictions on them. Right? They're, People are nice. Oh, oh, you know, Jesus loves you, you know. And if you give him your heart, you know, he'll come in and he'll change your life and he'll do all that. 
And then you start saying to them, well, got to come to church three times a week. You know, and, and, and Ryan's went through all of that. He says he does it. I'm sure he studies the word. Jeff studies the word. We've studied the word because we love looking at who God is and what he's done for us, okay? So I got to get going here. Okay, so we're going to go back to four. But the, the, the gist of that was uh, I want you to know that your sins have been taken care of in Christ, okay? So let's get that straight. Let's get that, that, that basic elementary thing straight. That God took care of your sins. And I think Darby said it, past, present, and future. I love that. You need to be telling people that. You need to be excited about uh, talking to people about Christ. Because everybody feels like that. I, I got a brother, he, he was a security, he, he was over this uh, complex, and I'm going over there, and he's cussing and going on, you know. And every time he would cuss, you know, he's, oh, I'm sorry, man, because I'm a preacher, right? So, you know, and I'm like, I say that. I, I mean, don't, I don't, what do I expect out of somebody that don't know Christ? So I, no, man, no problem, I'm good, you know. Come on, you know, let me tell you about Christ and his goodness. I said, now we party together. Four of us brothers were like 11 months apart. So we're all in high school. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we go to the party and start it with the end when we left. I mean, really, that's, that's just the way it was. So we were close brothers like that. So when I got changed, when God changed me, when Jesus came into my life, they was like, oh, what's wrong with him? Wasn't nothing wrong with me, right? And he told me for a while to come out from among them, right, until I can go back and not be influenced by that old life. That's, that's the smart thing we got to do. But we're not going to come out from among them forever because how they, they going to hear about Christ if we don't tell them, right? So it says, okay, therefore, we, it's therefore seeing we have this ministry, we faint not. But... And real quickly, but we renounce the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Right? Stop beating people up with the word of God. You ever felt like somebody, you know, just beating you up because they saw you might have said something or did something? Right? Don't, don't handle the word of God deceitfully. It says, but by ministration of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. See, if my goal is to bring somebody to Christ or give them understanding about Christ, right, then I got I to gotta just, 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 just talk to them, understanding where they are. Let Christ give me the answer for them. I like when Ryan said on the job, he talked, he's just giving them the truth. He's not challenging it, not a debate, Right? You, that's when you'll know maybe you need to shut down if you feel like you're debating with somebody, you're trying to convince somebody or something. That's my little thing that God showed me in the last few years. If, if I feel like somebody's just trying to convince me or something, then, you know, I kind of put up something. Just share with me. If God is good, tell me how good he is. Tell me, give me that testimony. Tell me what he did for me and what he has done for me. See, my family saw the change. 
right? I didn't have to convince them of the change. It was question, but I didn't have to convince them of the change in me. I just walked in it. So even my friends, I could do, this one friend, we used to play chess, right? And this is before I became a believer. We'd be smoking weed, playing chess. It was, but, but you know, we, were, we would do that. So, so then when I became a Christian, I didn't say he wasn't my friend anymore because we used to play basketball together. We used to do all kinds of things together. I even worked with him. And so now we're sitting there. I'm strong enough. So he's sitting there. I didn't stop him from smoking weed, but we're still playing chess. I didn't ask him. I said, no, nah, man, I can't do that no more. I just didn't do it anymore. I had the power to resist it. Right? Now, he decided he couldn't handle all that purity, all that righteousness, and he went away. Do you understand? But it wasn't because I was condemning him. That took quite a long time for that to happen, some months, right? But I was, in Christ, I was the righteousness of God. Now I understand what was happening, but I wasn't condemning him. Because I, I, you just got to understand they don't have the same kind of power I have. Right? You got to understand, don't be expecting people to, to be nice to you, even in your own family. <laughs> you know, they stopped inviting me to the parties. I would have went. But they would have had to been apologizing about all of whatever their life. Um, no, no. The Bible said Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He came into the world that the world might be saved. If you're writing it down, because that's an important concept for you to understand. John 3.17, you know, 3.16, God so loved the world. He didn't come to the condemn the world. He came that the world might be saved, and so guess what? My ministry is to do just that. It's to love the world. Love the world. Love them into the love of Christ, if you will. Understanding what he did. What did he do? He did everything that I needed. It says, but, and this is another sense here. It says um, in verse uh, three, it says, but if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that lost. That's the point of that, that last. They don't understand it, but they can understand what they see in me or you. They can understand the difference and the change, right? It says, now, here, wait, wait, I got too far there. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of men, which believe not. See, that's the key. They don't believe. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should, be, should shine unto them. It's my responsibility as a believer to help that happen because it's the Hidden. It's hidden. It's hidden to those who don't believe. But, you know, I can't, I can't be discouraged that it's hidden. I need to keep on. You know, uh, 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 Ryan is still ministering to that guy he works with. Wherever you go, you're ministering to people you work with or work for you. It's, it's hidden. And so it's not that I'm sure none of those folks feel condemned. Right? And I believe this, they believe this because they continue to minister that they'll come to know Christ. Do you believe that? 
So they're not going to be discouraged because they're well, okay, we're going to have a philosophical discussion. Right? You got to understand the difference between a philosophical discussion and a spiritual discussion. Because if we're having a spiritual discussion like we have it in here, everybody be saying, amen, all right. Right? If it's philosophical, right, I got to prove something. And I don't have to prove nothing to you. I need, just need to show you how good God is. You know, you know, I need some money in my pocket. God bless me. Right? I, I was sick, but he healed me. Right? The doctor said it wasn't no use, and yet God did that. What you smiling about? Because God is good. But, but don't you know what condition you're in? God is still good. <laughs> huh? Is he still good? God never stops being good. Whew. It says, uh, it says, and this is the important thing here. In verse uh, 5, it says, for we preach not ourselves. Not talking about how great you are. And even, you know, God does some stuff in you for sure. But we don't preach ourselves. What do we preach, Ryan? What do we preach, Ryan? Christ crucified. It says, but Christ the Lord and ourselves his servants. For Jesus' sake. Now, I looked at this thing for Jesus' sake. It don't mean for Jesus' sake. It was for him. <laughs> it really don't mean that. Right? It don't mean that. It says because of Jesus working through me. That's the real. See, that's why you got to study. You know, and I just like, wow. Okay, now this really looks like it's for, I'm doing something for Christ. Guess what? Guess what, folks? I hope this, this may humble you a little bit. He did everything for you. You don't need to do nothing for him. Really? But bring glory to him. Acknowledge him in all your ways so he can do that's what you that's our part. God is God with, without us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You gotta understand. This is just simple stuff. Right? I, I'm making it simple. I love this ministry because we just make it simple. If you don't understand what I'm saying, tell me. But, you know, when I see these two guys preaching, I'm back there going, they know it. I'm like, yeah, amen, amen. Right? Because I'm getting it. Don't, don't question. You know, you ask God for it. You know people who ask God for an answer to something, and then God give them the answer, and then they still question. This word is the answer to everything that you need to know. You got to understand that's what it is. And so when you start reading it, you just start getting an answer like, wow. Oh, Lord, I wasn't even thinking about that, but you're right. It's in his word. <laughs> I'm excited about that word. What time is it? Oh, it's time to go. Okay, so I'm going to read real quick and then we'll go. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, say my heart, say my heart, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. In other words, we're supposed to be looking like him. But we have the treasure in earthen vessels that the exceeding power may be of God again and not of us. 
earthen vessels, right? That whole earthen vessel thing, this is a frail, like a frail shell. <laughs> but God working in us, why, that's where the power is, right? We yield to, we take care of this, right? We take care of this, right? We take care of this frail thing. You know, as we get older, we start finding out how frail it is, right? But it's the power of God working in us. Is the power of God working in you? Right now it is. I bet you it is right now. Let me do a whoa. Oh, is it too much for you? No, God ain't going to give you no more than you can handle. But the power of God is working in you. It says, we are, now this is, uh, we are troubled on every side, right? Yet not distressed. I'm going to close. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. That's for you. We have some issues. But there's a positive side. We're not, all of those knots, right, has to do with what the devil's trying to do. That, that ain't us, right? I, I love that testimony Jeff, Jeff had with his business and stuff. That was pretty serious, huh, Jeff? But then one day he came in here and gave a testimony, and it was a good testimony, right? Now, just think of you like going, whoa, yo, yo. He trusted God, just like we trust. We miss it. You tell her we prayed for, her and we're looking for it next time. Right? Don't matter. We are. We have the victory. Okay. So I'm gonna end. I said that before. Okay. So verse 18. Go back and read the whole thing because there's a bunch of stuff in there. Okay. It says, "While we look not at the things seen." But at the things which are not seen, which are seen, because the things which are seen are what? But the things not seen are what? So what are we looking at? We're looking at the coronavirus. It's temporal. Eternally, we look at the eternal things, joy, peace, happiness, uh, prosperity, health, those things are eternal. You know, I'm looking for it. When I get to heaven, no more pain, no more suffering, all of them things will be passed away with, and then I want to get some of that fruit. From the, with healing, that's why, I'm, you know, I mean, it's going to be on. So that's where my focus is, right? And that's where I need to be pointing folks in my family, my friends, even my enemies, right? Just learn how to be calm when, when the enemy's coming after you and they're saying stupid stuff. You know, just, just, just try this sometime. I know you get in debates and stuff, but just say, you know what? Can I, I let, hold on a minute. You know, Jesus loves you. How you going to get, I mean, that just calm everything. You know, Jesus loves you. Yeah, but, no, but he does. Okay, and guess what? Because Jesus loves you, and Jesus is in me, I love you too. And they know, you know they wasn't right. God, we wasn't right when God loved us. And when he sent his son, he loved us. 
right? So we have this ministry. I know I haven't said that a lot, but we have this ministry to exhibit God, okay? To exhibit God. I want to give you a new thing of grace. Grace. We know that everybody, when you say grace, what does that mean? It's the unmerited favor. That's the classic. Let me tell you something here. We need to get a hold of this, this part of grace, this, this part of the definition. It's divine influence. Divine influence. I mean, if you're doing something right, God is influencing you to do that. God will use me. I got to understand what grace is. If I'm divinely influenced, then I won't be doing stuff that's not right. I will be doing stuff to glorify God. We have this ministry because God gave it to us. We have it. I didn't get into have, but we have it. We possess that. Do you possess it? Say amen. Say so be it. I possess it. Come on, say so be it. I possess it. I possess divine influence. You ought to be jumping up and down, turning around. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I love the Lord. You love the Lord. Give him praise. He's good. Thank you, Lord.